And the reason that people come to TED is not because they want to go to the tech session or because they want to go to the science session. It's because they want to go to TED. And the thing that TED does is you didn't know that you even cared two hoots about that marine biologist who studies the deep sea. You didn't even know anything about that. And then suddenly you're like, well, holy shit, that just lit all sorts of light bulbs. Mm. I was able to make these connections. Hello, TEDx organizers. Welcome to Solving for X, our global campfire where we learn about the art of organizing a TEDx event. I'm your host, Jay Hirati, and each episode we bring you a special guest, either a TED staff member or a TEDx organizer. Today's guest is Helen Walters, TED's head of curation. Let's dive right in. Helen. Hello. Uh, is, uh, well, I, I say this a lot when I say my, one of my favorite people at TED because I have a lot of favorite people at TED. I've but also paid you handsomely. Exactly. <laughs> she is one of my favorite people at TED. We work uh, very closely together. She is the head of curation here at TED and uh, has been with us for how long have you been here? I think it's about five and a half years. Five and a half years, time. that's nice. And have grown and developed here, started off in editorial roles uh, with our ideas blog mm-hmm. and then moved into co-heading uh, curation with Kelly and now uh, heads uh, curation uh, on her own, obviously working closely with Chris for the main conference, with Kelly for the women's conference, etc. You, You curate a lot of events. How many? I know you counted them. You, we have the, obviously people know about the main conference, TED Women, etc. But we also have a lot of. Uh, well, tell us what other events. Well, so we long. also have um, TED Institute, the TED Institute program, and then we also have salons that we have here in the New York Theater, and then we have sessions. I think we have before the end of the year. I think we have another thirteen events. Now, those are not all multi-day events. Obviously, our salons or sessions are just one session or um, um, pretty short. But that's a lot. Okay, <laughs> so today we're going to actually talk about uh, how to choose an overarching theme. Uh, we're talking about how to build a narrative by the speakers that we select uh, uh, and how we place the different sessions, and also about how to how we think about building a cadence within a session and between sessions to optimize the audience experience. Let's get started. What's your starting point? Uh, when you curate? What is the first question that you think about? So the first and the most important thing really for us is the theme, I would say. And it depends, of course, on um, the time frame that we have for the event. Um, for TED uh, in Vancouver, we're obviously working more than a year in advance. So when we're thinking about that theme, it's just like, well, we have really no idea what's going to be relevant, like, you know, two years out almost. But So we have to think about something that around which we can really... Um, create a program that is still going to feel fresh and relevant when we actually get to it. So it has to be something that's both vague and specific, if that doesn't sound too vague in itself, <laughs> but something that can kind of light up um, our, the, the imagination and the, and the thinking of our curators and also spark something in the mind of the person who might be coming, who might be buying a ticket. So the theme is the most important thing, and that's true also for our salons. Um, it really gives us the, the skeleton and the backbone around which we can start to think more specifically about which speakers to bring in. I mean, I think that you probably all have experienced the fact that there are loads of good speakers out there. There are lots of people who can talk about lots of interesting ideas. And so 
we have to think about, well, who is the right person to bring into this program? And so one of the conversations that we have when we're curating is, well, yeah, sure, this person is incredible, and yep, they're super interesting, and then completely inappropriate for this program. So let's put them to one side, let's move on, let's keep going, let's really think about how we're gonna bring in the right speakers for this program. That also is really helpful when you're turning people down who are really keen. You mm. can just say, look, you know, this it's not working with this theme. Like you, We can't figure out how to make you work with bigger than us, but stay tuned. We love you. You're fascinating. Don't feel bad. We'll be back. Um, mm. And that's, so that's something that we do a lot. So share with the folks here about the process of selecting a theme. Uh, I know it, uh, the, the amount of time that we spend on selecting a theme for TED in Vancouver is different, obviously, from a salon. But what is our internal process and um, how long does it take? <clears throat> it's very scientific, Jay, <laughs> exactly. and it's very formal, <laughs> and it's all very buttoned down, by which I mean it's a lot of emails that go backwards and forwards and a lot of discussion and a lot of, I don't, I don't know, that doesn't sound good to me, and a lot of, well, what about that, and then a lot of discussion. It will, so it will start with Chris kind of musing in a, in a fairly long-form stream-of-consciousness style. Um, you know, these are the things that I'm thinking about. These are the things that I think are going to be important for whatever time frame we're talking about and then everyone will pile in so I think for TED Summit I think that ended up being a, a like at least a hundred email thread which is kind of overwhelming but what you see when you kind of engage with it you can kind of see the evolution of the theme and you can kind of see how everybody begins to really think about what where are we going to be where are our, where's our audience going to be like what are we going to be interested in and and in that iterative process our hope is that we come out with something stronger than just like well this might be interesting so let's try that I mean we we also will it hasn't happened that often but we can go back and revisit it if like if after a while a couple of weeks if someone is just like you know it's just not sticking for me but here's yeah. what is like that can also happen so that's why it's also important to start this process with plenty of time so that you can really sit with it also and make sure that it's really working and that you can actually see kind of glimmers of hope and excitement in the future yeah and it's important probably to mention that when chris copies when he does his initial musing and kicks off that process he copies a bunch of people who are not in the curation team, totally. right? So it's a quite a diverse group of people from across the org. It's not the entire org. I want to say maybe it's 30 people, yeah. uh, something like that. But uh, and, and it can feel frustrating. But then somebody comes in and it's normally not Chris, right? It's somebody comes in and goes and drops it and everybody goes, that's it. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's, an, it's amazing to see when that moment happens. It's uh, the theme it's, mic drop. Exactly, exactly. That's right. Um, all right, so so now you begin to create themes. Now, our process has changed over the last few years, right? Uh, yeah. You want to describe how that happened? Yeah, so um, certainly when I first joined, and you guys will know Kelly and Chris, but Kelly and Chris were really the, en the curation engine of TED for the longest time, and they would drive everything um, for all of the main conferences. But in the last few years, I think they realized that they were, um, you know, there's just so much stuff to look at and Ted has grown and there's a lot to do and there's no, kind of no way for two people to keep up. So gradually we've expanded the curation team and now we have four specialist curators um, for kind of subject specific curators. So we have a science curator, a business curator, tech curator and a design curator. And in those hire, with those hires, we've also kind of changed the process for putting together a conference. I will say that it's still the, the kind of the final responsibility still lies with Chris and Kelly and me. 
but those curators that like we now have regular kind of brainstorms where we kind of all meet and that they bring people and they're specifically like pitching hard for like this is why this person needs to be in this conference and they're thinking about the theme and they're thinking about why the why these particular people fit but then the job of kind of putting the puzzle together really lies with chris and kelly and me and i think that's important to have so that you end up with a kind of a singular voice and a singular vision throughout the throughout the day and throughout the conference. So if I were to recap, because you have specialists working in your team, you you have you can spend less time on trying to stay on top of what are the latest development in a specific industry, and right. you can spend more time thinking about building the narrative and connecting the dots in a multidisciplinary context, right? Exactly. So now you have a theme, and yes. you have specialty curators and. I know we have also some general curators pitching speakers and you're beginning to put all these things together. How do you think about building a narrative over either it's over an evening or over a week? So this is probably the most important thing about a TED conference, I think. And it's actually where we um, we really spend the most time is in thinking about the experience of the audience. And it's really like, where are they going to be? Like, what are, what mood are they going to be in? What are they going to be feeling? Like, what are they going to be experiencing? Quite often for an evening event or an evening session, for instance, we'll kind of ease up on the super intellectual, academic um, type of content. Like, something that's super data heavy can be kind of difficult to process, especially after a long day mm. of TED. And so we might kind of think, well, let's be, let's maybe celebrate the the more kind of whimsical or the the more artistic or the more visual or the more kind of, you know, let's have maybe more personal stories in those types of event, evening events, um, so that um, so that we're really thinking about the the structure of the day, and it's and it's really important too that um, that that it's not it's not obviously thematic, like it's not boring. And, and actually, I think we made a mistake. I'm gonna just come <laughs> clean. But with TED 2018, I think, I think that having the specialist curators who are amazing and whom I love with all my heart, they may even be more favorite to me than Jayus, but don't <laughs> tell him. Um, but you know, we, they all kind of brought these incredible speakers. And then I think we actually ended up being a little thematic with our sessions. And the reason that people come to TED is not because they want to go to the tech session or because they want to go to the science session. It's because they want to go to TED. And the thing that TED does is you didn't know that you even cared two hoots about that marine biologist who studies the deep sea. You didn't even know anything about that. And then suddenly you're like, well, holy shit, that just lit all sorts of light bulbs. Mm. I was able to make these connections. And that was the beauty of TED. That's why I fell in love with TED when I went as an attendee way before I even even worked at TED. It was just like, I think that clash of disciplines is so important. And so in thinking about the structure of the day, it's not that this is the tech section and this is where we'll have the science and this is where we'll have, you know, the kind of the humanities. It's It's more about meeting people where they are, thinking about, what's interesting and thinking about how to take people on a, on a journey. Hmm. Okay, great. And you also shared the narrative about what we learned from TED 2018 about labeling the sessions and what we're changing for TED 2019. I would love an example, if you can remember. Can you think of a session, how you named a session in 2018 and that that was good, but maybe not as great as it can be to kind of create that stretch of imagination? 
there was definitely like there was a session that I hosted and it was it ended up kind of being the tech session yeah. and it kind of had a bunch of um, demos in it it had it had some just astonishing speakers I don't like none of this should take away from the speakers this is all on us but it just ended up feeling a bit like the tech session and what we never want is for someone to be able to go well, I don't care about the environment I'm not going to go to that session or I don't give a shit about tech I'm not going to go to that you need people and I said this earlier but you yeah. need people to be surprised um, and delighted and so we we've kind of shoehorned speakers into sessions and then named them and kind of done it that way and this year we're trying something different which I hope is going to be more effective which is that we're naming the sessions now before we even know our lineup and we've kind of come up with a with a system that will allow us to kind of even like in kind of subcategories below the theme be able to slot people into place and but these are kind of vague and general enough that we'd be able to have that breadth and diversity that is so important to us um there is always this kind of con controversial questions about star power how important is it to have celebrity speakers is ted about you know you know is that about like the unknown speakers who are actually stars in their own area or is it about you know does a star speaker get attention and excitement and buzz in the conference what is your philosophy on it i think it's complicated because of course someone buzzy is going to create buzz and that's exciting and cool and no you know who's who is offended by buzz i i'm offended by buzz for buzz's sake like i only care about someone if they have something interesting to say So, I, you know, I think we get pitched a lot by people who would really love to give a TED talk and they really want to share their philosophy on how to be a good person. And I don't care about that. Like, no. I don't care who you are that, you know, it's just not interesting. So we would never invite someone just because we think they're cool. We might work with them to figure out if they have an idea and then, you know, have something surprising to share. And then we would do that for sure. Um, It's funny, I actually was just having a conversation um, about this with our technology curator, because he, you know, in the tech world in particular, you know, STARS is kind of a strange concept, and he feels strongly, and I agree with him, that what we need to bring to TED are the people, especially for our audience, like our audience is so tech-savvy, like they know technology, a lot of them are technologists, like we need to bring to them the people that they don't necessarily know, and we have... A really great opportunity at TED to to celebrate people who are really doing the work that is foundational to everything else or that is really truly pushing at the edges so in that case I'm happy for people not to have a clue who these people are when they look at our program guide what you want is the balance of that to have someone who you know if someone's thinking of coming they're like well that I know that I'm interested in that person I know that that person is a sharp thinker I know that they think about interesting and and you know th things that I care about and so it's good to have the big names but I, I actually I care about those much less than um, than uh, than you might think wonderful well we've heard so much today we've had such an interesting discussion thank you again Helen would love thanks to have for you having back. me you're all, right. all incredible you know you're my heroes <laughs> thank you for everything you do and thank you Jay Thank you, Helen, and I hope all of you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. We can always talk about curation. It's one of the most important things that we do here at TED, and always good to be reminded that it's truly an art and not necessarily a science. We hope you gained some knowledge about the way we do things here at TED. 
We'd love to hear about your own process on the TEDx Hub. Thank you for listening to Solving for X.